Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Sober is Dope podcast with your host, Pop Buchanan. I hope everyone is well today. God bless you all and thank you for tuning in. Today, we want to talk about trauma and addiction. We did an episode on post-traumatic stress disorder. And trauma is an issue that keeps coming up in addiction. I think it's a a really serious pain point and origin is part of a lot of people's origin story. And interesting enough, um, when researchers look into people with trauma and its relationship to addiction, they they're starting to see a trend where absolutely normal people who never had issues with addiction um, just pick up an addiction. Um, Due to some form of trauma in, the, in their lives. And I think that this is really interesting because a lot of you guys, when you hear my sober dope story, it's like my life was like, I, you know, I should have never drank. I was always allergic to alcohol. But I think in a lot of ways, trauma, when looking back, is one of the things that kind of like accelerated my addiction. Um, and it's like a little bit here, a little bit there, a little bit here. And then after a while, it create, it becomes a compulsion, a compulsion. So my thing is, ladies and gentlemen, this is a very passionate subject. And I think a lot of people in real time are dealing with this. And I think people in our families are dealing with this. And if we could spot the signs early, maybe we could do a really good job at getting in front of this um, and giving people healthy alternatives. Um, Today, I want to thank Addiction Campuses um, for the information that's in this podcast. They have an amazing digital documentary series called Around the Turn. And it's a new informational documentary digital digital series, um, which was created by Emmy-nominated producers Erin Deneen, Cameron McCaslin, and Josh Ikes for Addiction Campuses in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, and in, they talk about the relationship between trauma and addiction. So a little overview from addiction campuses on the subject. They state here that there are numerous signs of trauma, okay, including nightmares, flashbacks, obsessive thoughts, isolation, anxiety, depression, and anger issues. While there are many symptoms, guilt and shame keep the majority of people from reaching out for help. Instead of counseling or consulting a counselor or therapist, a person with post-traumatic stress disorder or PTSD symptoms may turn to drug or alcohol misuse to deal with it. The definition of trauma isn't the same for everyone. And in many cases, it can be hard to see. While physical injuries leave scar tissue, the pain of mental or emotional trauma is invisible to others. People who seemingly have their life together can fall to pieces in moments of crisis. The vast majority of adults have at one time or another been traumatized in their lives. Many times trauma and addiction can be closely linked. The best way for a person suffering from unresolved trauma to begin healing is to ground themselves in healthy alternatives, starting with clinically proven psychotherapy method, methods, EMDR, and other trauma-informed care methods. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Now, 
Although the Sober is Dope podcast is not directly affiliated with any recovery programs, AA, or anything like that, I do want to put the information for addiction campuses in the podcast. So if you know anyone that's struggling, you could give them a call. If I'm using these guys' materials, I really feel compelled to shout them out. I do a lot of research to bring really good and um, trustworthy research to you guys so I trust these people and I think their message is clean and clear and well researched and I want to show them love so we all have to support each other so if you or a loved one is struggling with addiction um, help is available 24-7 at 888-512-3326 or you could go online to addictioncampuses.com And I'll put that information in the show notes. Ladies and gentlemen, trauma is a real thing. And I think if we know this up front, we can help people that are experiencing trauma symptoms now before it leads to an addiction. That's why I always say if you know someone is going through a serious breakup, if you know someone had a real death in the family, if you know someone is really struggling, if they're in an abusive relationship, the last thing we could do is encourage them to use alcohol or drugs as a coping mechanism. And we kind of do that a lot in society when we say, oh, you know what, let's go out for drinks, let's go smoke some weed, let's go score. And the person innocently could just be a normal person without an addiction, but what we know about neuroplasticity in the brain and just the way human beings operate it's easy for someone to pick up an addiction when faced with trauma or grief okay and then the shame around it creates them uh, relapsing or doing drugs or drinking and secrecy and then it becomes problematic and then their life slowly starts to decline so I want to leave it there we're going to cut to a message from our sponsor and then we're going to go into these clips and then we're going to do a deep dive on trauma and addiction thank you look bumble knows you're exhausted by dating all the must not take yourself too seriously and six one since that matters and what do i even say other than hey <sighs> Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Can trauma lead to addiction? What's the relationship between trauma and addiction? Trauma has many ways of showing itself, from nightmares to flashbacks, obsessive thoughts, isolation, anxiety, depression, and anger issues. The symptoms are many. The scary thing is that most people don't see it coming on. The guilt and shame keeps them captive, which in turn leads them to abuse drugs and alcohol. But what about the old saying that time heals all wounds? That can be true, as long as it's time spent working through the problem and not burying it only to have it resurface in moments of crisis. So if somebody has been through a traumatic event in their life, it could be a, a range of things, but 
what happens is there's a feeling of separation that it, that individual feels that they're no longer connected to the world around them and the people around them and to themselves in a way that they were used to. So now they're having to cope in a world that's completely different and that nobody really understands where they're coming from. So the drugs and the alcohol are a solution. That's a way for me to just calm down for a little bit and just be able to cope with what's going on around me. And that works for a small amount of time for a lot of people. And then next thing you know, it starts to become overwhelming and people, um, it starts destroying their lives. It's not uncommon at all to have somebody in my office come in and say, I never drank before this. I really wasn't a drinker or I didn't use a lot of cannabis and now it's the only thing that works for me. It's a form of self-medication and even a sick elephant knows what route to chew on to make themselves feel better. So it's a failed effort at trying to eradicate the symptoms in my experience. Drugs and alcohol are a coping mechanism that won't heal your past trauma. Even more so, the pain and turmoil that they bring will only exacerbate your problems. The best way to overcome trauma is to face it in safe, healthy environments. Sometimes you may not realize what has traumatized you. Repressed memories from childhood, problems at home or work, the loss of a friend or a loved one. All of these are common ways that trauma creeps into our lives. And what traumatizes one person may roll right off the back of another. In this next segment, Around the Turn asks, how does trauma manifest in our lives? So let's go deeper and I'll catch you guys on the other side. A trauma victim, somebody um, traumatized from early childhood doesn't even know what a normal life is. So I have to teach them the basics of how this traumatic event has kind of really interfered with all three aspects of mind, body, spirit. They have to actually relearn what is normal. The difference between somebody addressing their trauma and not addressing their trauma is literally the difference between life and death. Maybe not physical death, but definitely you know, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. Um, it sets you on a whole different path. And I can say this from personal experience that my brother and I, we both experienced different kinds of trauma uh, growing up. And he didn't get the help that he needed. He died from an overdose. He was soothing with the drugs and the alcohol, um, emotional stuff that he never really addressed. I, on the other hand, very fortunate to be able to find the help that I needed. And, it's, and here I am being able to live a, you know, a healthy, normal life um, as a father and husband and, and, a, um, and a, an employee. Oh, everybody's version of trauma is different. Things that I replay in my head a lot. Um, that's, that's the trauma piece, is that it's still very real and you're still very affected by it, um, but you have to go on. You know, I heard someone say recently, <clears throat> That may have happened to you when you were a child, or that may have happened to you so many years ago, but you don't live there anymore. You have to grow and move on. And that goes hand in hand with making sure you're, you're doing what you need to do to take care of you, whether that's go to see a doctor, a therapist, a support group, physical activity, meditation. It, there's so many outlets that people don't make time for, but we all make time for the things that matter, right? And the things that we really want. Trauma can be hard to see in many cases. While physical injuries leave scar tissue, the pain of mental trauma is invisible to others. People who seemingly have their life together can just fall to pieces in moments of crisis. The vast majority of adults have at one time or another been traumatized in their lives. 
the scolding of a parent or a teacher, witnessing altercations or acts of violence, unwanted sexual advances. Any of these things, no matter how great or small, can have a profound impact on how people view the world. As we can see, ladies and gentlemen, trauma affects individuals on such a personal level. All right. It hits us spiritually, emotionally, psychologically, and we never know which way it's going to go. So when we get into this next segment, we're going to elaborate more. I just definitely want to thank um, Addiction Campuses for this amazing segment. And they have a quote here that I want to say and which will lead us into the next segment. There are wounds that never show on the body that are deeper and more hurtful than anything that bleeds. Laurel K. Hamilton. About 70% of people will experience at least one traumatic event. That is something that is distinctly dysregulating. Um, however, of those people, about 20% of them will develop a, a problem that persists. The other thing that's probably relevant to that is um, that it's very subjective. So what is traumatic for me and what is traumatic for you may be very different. Similarly, at different ages and stages of our lives, things can be traumatic when we're very young that we can absorb and regulate when we're older and vice versa. I think anyone who is resorting to drugs or alcohol, not only drugs and alcohol, gambling, sexualized behaviors, addictions to the internet, any form of addiction doesn't feel too good about themselves. It's almost a very simple philosophy. The better you feel about yourself, the less likely you are to want to numb yourself. And all these unhealthy ways, and I'll say it again, I call them unhealthy grounds, are ways to numb yourself. Well, from what? From the symptoms that are presenting. Well, why are symptoms presenting? Because of unresolved stuff in your life, the way you're processing the events in your life. Many times, trauma and addiction can be closely linked. The best way for people suffering from unresolved trauma to begin healing is to ground themselves using healthy alternatives, seeking help from loved ones and professionals to work through the pain in safe environments. Things like group meetings and one-on-one -on -one therapy can help people talk through the pain and find ways to heal. In moments of distress, learning to ground yourself through healthy activities like exercise, prayer, and meditation, or by expressing thoughts and feelings through creative outlets like drawing, journaling, making music, or even hosting your own show on the internet. No matter what your path, be it physical, spiritual, or creative, the important thing is to use those healthy devices instead of using drugs and alcohol. Scars have the strange power to remind us that our past is real. Cormac McCarthy. Ladies and gentlemen, the last segment really touched me. If I could sum up my whole recovery into one word, it would be grounded. I definitely feel grounded in my addiction. I felt so flighty. I felt all over the place. I never felt attached to anything real. Um, I just didn't feel effective. And I just felt like I was running again. Um, recovery and healing and doing the work and using the techniques to be grounded is really important. 
We are advocates of prayer, meditation, healthy diets, mindfulness, and using all of these techniques to help keep us grounded. But the concept deals with healing. The more you work on yourself, the more healing, the the, the more we're going to reverse the negative symptoms of our trauma. So this is so deep. Let's continue and close out this last part together, and I'll catch you guys on the other side. First and foremost, they have to learn to take that unhealthy ground and we transfer it to a healthy ground. What would be a healthy ground? Animals, exercise, spiritual, arts, hobbies, crafts. So now when the symptoms, when they do feel these symptoms that trigger them to go and use, instead we want to replace that with a healthier way to get them through this period when their memory and they're reliving these past traumatic events. That alone to accomplish takes time and it takes a, a kind of teaching them to rethink and reprocess how they've been dealing with these events and these memories and, the, and their current situation at home. If I have a bad day or if I'm remembering something and it's really raw and it feels really awful to me, Instead of letting the awful feeling own me, I acknowledge it and I go, okay, it's like kind of walking in the woods and you see a snake. Now, unless you're a snake lover, which I'm so not, but typically one would see a snake and go, holy, you, that's a snake. Fight or flight's going to kick in. More than likely, you're either going to run or figure out what to do. So instead of letting the snake own you by you just letting it bite you, you're going to own that situation. So I own that awful feeling and I go, okay, this is just a temporary feeling. Am I still being molested? No. Is my brother dying right this second? No. Is it happening right here, right now? No. Why am I feeling this? Maybe it's because there's still things that you have to work through. And instead of letting the feeling own you and you go, you just melt down and oh, life is terrible, oh my God, and let it turn into something, knowing that it's okay to feel that emotion, but only allotted a couple of seconds, as opposed to days, weeks, months, years. Learning to own a situation is extremely important, and I could definitely relate to the young lady who was speaking and not letting a perceived threat or trigger linger on for more than it needs to. I think we need to acknowledge, and I just want to really reinforce this, you know, that, 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 that proverbial snake in the forest that you see, you could acknowledge it. That, that person in your life that always gets you upset or try to bring the worst out of you, that negative memory that negative experience for example now when i look at my father think about my father's death i think about beautiful things my father floating in heaven i think about wow i have an angel that's my biggest angel's been in heaven for over 20 years so imagine how many miracles and how much how many guardian angels i have and how much blessings i have that my father's been in the heavenly realm for so long instead of me saying oh my dad died and I'm so torn up about it you know I have to reverse that 
you know, the ne- take the negatives and make it into a positive. When I think about people in my life that cross me or hurt me, I think about all of the good times I had with them prior to whatever incident that led up to our separation. And then I pray for them in their present moment. It's all positive because usually you have so much more positive um, memories. And also if someone was abusive or really hurt me, I really conditioned myself to make sure that that shit can't happen again. And I pray for them. And I pray to God, give me strength that if I ever come across that situation or that person again, I'm fit and I'm ready to take it on. But I don't try to dwell too long. And we call that rumination when we did our mental health series. Remember, all of this stuff is connected. If you're part of the Soap is Dope experience and you start listening to these episodes, you're going to start seeing themes circling right back. So now... They're talking about not letting a negative situation linger for days and weeks. And we call that toxic ruminations. And we use what to practice and to reverse that? We use mindfulness. So, ladies and gentlemen, when a traumatic experience comes into your mind, use mindfulness. Bring yourself back to a focal point. Shift it all to a positive perspective and move move along. Focus on the present moment. Focus on what you're doing now. Practice gratitude. Okay, this is the last segment, ladies and gentlemen, and we're going to wrap this episode. I love you all. Thank you for listening, and I'll catch you towards the end so we can close out together. Dealing with your past trauma and prioritizing your mental health is crucial to your recovery. Understanding how events from days to decades ago deeply impact not only your addictions, but also your current life situation is imperative to healing. You are not alone in this pain. There's a path to understanding, inner peace, and resolution. Remember, recovery is a journey, and that journey begins with the first step. If you or a loved one is struggling with addiction, we're here to help. Give us a call at 888-216-4032. For new episodes of Around the Turn, make sure to hit subscribe below. Wow, ladies and gentlemen, I would definitely put the link to the video and addiction campuses And around a turn in the show notes, please subscribe to them. I just really appreciate everyone out there that's in the recovery community that's fighting a good fight. Sometimes, you know, we may feel alone. I remember when I was going through my darkness, I couldn't imagine it was millions of people out there fighting with me that understood where I was coming from, that was down to help, that was interested, and who was doing the research to help us. We're one community. There's no competition. You know, I tend to support everybody out there that's in the community. I love you all. You know, shout out to um, the Recover Yourself podcast with Martin John. Shout out to um, our friend Sarah and her new podcast, um, Sober Gratitude. Shout out to everyone, Soberlicious, all of the hundreds of forums that show love. Shout out to my friend from Good and Healthy. Shout out to everyone out there that's fighting a good fight and doing something meaningful. There's so many. Shout out to my main man, Billy. Everyone that's part of the Sober is Dope experience. Shout out to our homegirl from Sober Queens, Connie. Everyone out there, I love you all. And we're all in this together. And collectively, we could change. We could help people reverse their trauma. We could reverse our trauma and we could bring more light to the world and create more balance. I love you all. 
Thank you for tuning in. Please leave a comment, support. Send me some feedback at monkhealing at gmail.com. Let me know what you think. And please follow me on Instagram and Twitter at monkhealing, at soberistdope, and at popbuchanan. I love you all. I'll catch you on the other side. Yeah.